Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Guys, welcome to another video on this channel, NarcCon. Today, I feel like I've made a discovery for you. I've done so much research on this, how we feel after the discard, after the relationship with a narcissist. So many people have said to me, oh my God, this relationship was like no other relationship I've ever had. Uh, the breakup was like no other breakup I've ever had. Why can't I move on? Why is this person so much in my mind? Why am I ruminating? Why am I so devastated? And guys, like you, I was like that and looked at lots of YouTube videos for information, you know, felt I was crazy, felt there was something wrong with me. I actually felt, I remember, look, you know, I'm watching all these videos on YouTube has the narcissist got some point? Like, am I crazy? Why can't I recover? Why do I need to talk about this all the time with friends and family? And why do I feel so damn bad all the time? Like as if you can't get pleasure from anything, you can't move on, you feel stuck. You don't feel like moving on. You want to know what the narcissist is doing. So, just by chance, um, reading articles on various, you know, psychological issues that we have, I've come up with two things for you. I've come up with two things and I wish I'd known this at the time. So I hope that they will help you not feel like you're crazy when you're experiencing these feelings post discard with a narcissist that refuses to give you closure. Now, the narcissist obviously doesn't know, unless they're highly educated in psychiatrists or whatever, that these two things are actually what they're doing to you by cruelly discarding you, by giving you no closure and making really sure that you don't get an explanation for it. Or if you do get an explanation, it's not the truth. It's the narcissist's truth, you know, that there was something wrong with you, etc., etc., etc. I don't want to get into this particular aspect in this uh, podcast. Let's get into the two things that I've discovered. I am so enthusiastic about this because understanding what's actually going on on a physical and chemical level with us can at least give us some comfort in our pain, can speed up the grieving process because knowledge is power, guys. Knowledge is power. So if we know what's happening to us, at least we can accept one, that we're not crazy and two, that if we know that this is the cause, that the narcissist is the cause of this and this is the symptom of the cause, then we can work on doing things to overcome the symptoms and accept them and understand where they're coming from. So without further I do. I will get into these two, two issues, two things that actually happened to us. And this is strange how this came up. I was actually reading an article in the New Yorker magazine about migrants, immigrants, um, that, that they're crossing the seas from 
from different countries to Italy on these raggedy boats that aren't fit for purpose and how so many people are lost at sea and their bodies never recovered and their loved ones don't actually know what's happened to them. And there's a whole process. It's a very interesting article on the human rights of people to know actually where their loved ones died and if they're dead and etc. identifying the dead bodies. So that's just a background on the article. And this is totally relatable to what we go through in the grieving process with a narcissist. It's like they've died. We have no contact with them. We don't know why they're gone or where they're gone or if they're ever going to come back. And guys, there's a term for it. So let me just read out a little snippet of this article and see if it makes sense to you. And please write in the comments if it does. Psychiatrists call the emotional purgatory of not knowing whether a loved one is dead. And again, related to the narcissist discarding, disappearing and no closure. It's called ambiguous loss. Family members suffer the pain of knowing that a loved one is likely gone, but are denied the rituals of mourning, burial and funeral that allow them to move on. And again, the narcissist gives us no closure, gives us no opportunity to understand and grieve and move forward with some type of explanation, like the grieving process of a person who's died. From a clinical point of view, the symptoms are quite similar to those of people tortured. Guys, people tortured. Haven't you felt that it is like you are being tortured, like you were going crazy when you were discarded by a narcissist? Those suffering from ambiguous loss often struggle with sleeping and eating, have nightmares, feel that they are in danger and experience obsessive ideation and physical pain. I would call obsessive ideation rumination. It's, it's one and the same things. Ambiguous loss can also lead to depression and alcoholism and has been linked to cancer, gastrointestinal disorders and immunological diseases. So many of us find that at the end of a relationship or towards the end of a relationship with a narcissist, we have health problems. Okay, so the second part of this, so that kind of explains the no closure and the grieving process and why our minds are so messed up. And the stress of all this has a big effect on our hypothalamus. So the stress of this and the unexpected level of stress and trauma that's experienced by a human being. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Has an effect on the hypothalamus, resulting in apparent inability to feel pleasure. And that's called, I hope I say this right, guys, anhedonia. So we are suffering from ambiguous loss and anhedonia when we're going through this discarded phase, this shock um, of the ending of a relationship by a narcissist. So anhedonia um, and behavioral, sorry, behavioral despair, which is essentially depression. Again, depression, you know, have you felt like when you were discarded by the narcissist with no closure that life just wasn't, there was nothing in life worth living. You had no pleasure hormones left in you. You you had kind of sunk down to an all-time low and no motivation, no get up and go, no care to get up and go. Indicators of anhedonia might include no longer interacting with good friends and loss of libido. Have you also felt that, you know, even though you met attractive people, in the months following a discard from your narcissist that you just weren't attracted to them and you normally would be, but you just felt numb. You felt nothing. Guys, this is all to do with with what's happened to us psychologically and chemically in our bodies. So at least, you know, it's not a miracle to know this, but I hope that this information is of some value in relation, relation to this is actually what's happened to us. And narcissists have practiced this in a lot of their other relationships and damn well know the effect it has on you. They may not tell you, oh, I'm going to give you a dose of ambiguous loss or anhedonia, but by God, they know you're going to get it. So they know how powerful what they're doing is to you as a human being. And guys, just a little footnote on this. If you are the one who had to escape a narcissist, and gave them no closure and made an exit plan and just left and blocked and blocked and blocked. You are not causing the same human suffering that a narcissist causes a normal human being who's not a disordered personality. Leaving a narcissist in this way is actually attempting to preserve yourself from being destroyed. Narcissists don't process this in the same way we do. They just hop on to another object. People are objects to them. Sure, they'll feel a narcissistic injury. Sure, they'll feel a loss of narcissistic supply. But they are not going into this loss, ambiguous loss of the love of their life because their disordered personality extracts not love from you, but narcissistic supply does not feel attached to you, does not feel love for you as a human being. So they will experience your non-closure escape plan, self-preservation in a very different way. They literally transfer their relationship status or narcissistic 
fuel supply extraction to another object. They objectify people. So they have people lined up. It's like their new supplies or their potential new supplies or they go on the dating apps really quickly to basically change shops, go to a new supplier to get their supply. So don't feel that having escaped a narcissist, if you were lucky enough to actually come up with an escape plan and leave, that you're being cruel to this other person. That is not the case. They do not process things in the same manner that a normal human being would process them. So this is this is a psychological torture and it is a chemical it's a chemical reaction that we have in our bodies. It causes a chemical reaction that we can then look at to say, well, sit down and say, well, right, Paula, you know, John, Joe, everybody, this is what has happened. I was with a narcissist. Sometimes we need to establish that the person we were with was a narcissist. We resist this. We don't want to. You know, people often say, trolling in the comments will say, ah, you just, you know, you just wanted to get out clothes. You wanted to say that you were with a narcissist uh, to put them down. God, I, I'm telling you, so many of us don't want to believe that. We don't want to accept that. We want to accept that the love we had with this person was real. So anyway, that's an aside. We accept that we were with a narcissist. Then we need to, we're hungry to rewire our brains by watching so many videos on narcissism. But this, guys, this will explain to you exactly from a psychological point of view what is happening to you so that you can understand that you can heal from this, that it is a psychological torture that you can overcome and it's a chemical imbalance that you can overcome by doing the work on yourself to self-care, to get back into things that will eventually up those pleasure hormones again and that you can come to terms with the fact that it wasn't you that there was something wrong with. It wasn't you. Like, sure, you can do other work on yourself in relation to how to protect yourself going forward and understand yourself better. But the narcissist leaving you and, and, and telling you you are crap and somebody else is better is actually not valid. And this is why you are feeling so devastated, in particular, at the breakup of this particular relationship, this is actually just what's happened. If it's been helpful, guys, don't forget to click, click, thumbs up and subscribe if you found the information of value. And I will see you again very, very shortly. And thanks, guys, for all the good wishes in relation to welcoming me to America and Miami. And I think there was some funny comments about me going down to the muscle, be muscle beach or muscle park. Well, I have to go find that out. I have to go and search out that muscle place um, and have a little look in there. It sounds, it sounds like fun. Okay, guys, take care of yourselves and I will see you again shortly. Bye for now.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.